Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima. Well, 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 welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, new show, new guest, new topic. Uh, today's topic, interestingly, is something we might not think about in the concept of health yet. It does play a big role and we might not even see it or even think about it. And it, probably anyone listening to the show or watching it has been through it somehow in their life. And so with us today, we have a special guest. All the guests are special, but especially today because our doctor is, is got a, has a lot of different backgrounds. First of all, she's a doctor in holistic psychology. Uh, she is also an author of one of the best uh, seller books, and we'll talk about that. She has also another book that's coming up or just came out. We'll talk about that. Uh, she's been on Fox, CBS, the Oz, uh, the, the, the Oz uh, I think Dr. Oz, right? Dr. Oz, and 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 few other places, and, you know. So she's she's been around. She's also a podcast host. She does all stuff, you know. And uh, and and she's got a whole own institute uh, of uh, PBT, I think. So so we'll talk about that. I, I keep the acronym. I don't want to break it down until you tell us. So again, without further ado, I always do this mysterious thing. So Dr. Uh, Debbie Silver with us today, and she's gonna take us to the topic of betrayal. Today's show is the betrayal effect. Now, we all wonder, what the hell is that? <laughs> so, doctor, how are you? <laughs> uh, thanks so much for having me on the show. Really looking forward to this conversation. Well, same here, same here. And, and I'm sure we're going to get all kind of like, you know, posing a minute and just watching and listening and sinking all that good stuff that you're going to give us. So, first, first things first, doctor, tell us a little bit about your background, and then, and then we'll take it from there. Sure. I, I've been in health mindset personal development. Uh, this is my 30th year in business. And as my, uh, really my life would change, so would the business. And it was, I started, I was a um, holistic dietitian, personal trainer, then whole health coach, then functional diagnostic nutritionist, and then crisis trauma happened. And uh, it was the betrayal of my family. And then uh, a few years later, it was my husband. So, I mean, no one studies betrayal unless you have to. So I got him out of the house and here I was four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I enrolled in a PhD program in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. I was changing. I didn't quite know what was going on, but I was obsessed with transformation. He was too on his own, wasn't ready to look at that yet. Uh, anyway, dove into this program and I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my business, my health, my family, my life. Wow. 
All right, that, that's 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 a lot in a nutshell, <laughs> and we're definitely gonna have to deep dive across all that. But so 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 for, I guess first question is let's break down betrayal because mm -hmm. first thing that comes to mind is like you said, husband, and then you mentioned family. Uh, yeah. it, I mean, I think betrayal can be a lot. I mean, your best friend, your 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 soulmate, your your partner in life, your your work, uh, you know, uh, colleagues could be a lot of things, right? Society, I don't know. I mean, the government, yes, all many, of them. You're all, these, all these things can affect us somehow, and we don't even pay mind to it because I mean, it, we deal with it, and mm -hmm. but we don't understand it as much. We just kind of like you know, kind of complain about it. <laughs> and we think it goes away. And I have the proof that it is one of those things. We know time heals all wounds, not betrayal. And I, I can spot an unhealed betrayal a mile away. It, but but you're right. It's your family, your friends, your coworker, your, uh, someone in a position of authority. Um, you know, it could be a child. It, it could be self, that's a big one. The way it works, I define it as the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule. And every relationship has them. Think about it. We, we had a rule. I was going to show up. We were going to have a conversation. If I didn't, that would have been a betrayal. Now, it wouldn't have crushed you, <laughs> but betrayal nonetheless. The way it works is the more we depend on someone, the more we trust that person, the deeper the betrayal. So a child, for example, who is completely dependent on their parent and the parents is something awful, that's going to have a different impact than, let's say, your best friend sharing your secret. Still going to have an impact, but you don't need the same cleanup. It doesn't have the same magnitude. Sure. Well, so so what is the anatomy of, of betrayal? I mean, what is that? I mean, is that what's what, what's the connection? How does it even compute to us as humans? I mean, we understand it. We know what it is. But I mean, yeah, what are the triggers? It's such a you know, it's such a shock to the body and mind. And that's why there's such a physical response too. you know, think about it. This is the person where these were the people you trusted the most. So when the people you trust the most, when the person you trust the most proves untrustworthy, who do you trust, right? When the ones you'd run to when other people are causing harm, when that's the person causing the harm, where do you go? So, you know, trust is absolutely foundational. It's what we all need to feel safe and secure. It gives us a sense of safety and security. So betrayal shatters that sense of safety and security. It's so basic, and that's why it's so traumatic. Well, true. And and, and again, one of the questions that, that came to mind just as you were saying that is that, um, so I trust a lot of folks in my life. Mm -hmm. That's a choice. Yeah. And there are people that don't trust anyone. Mm -hmm. So, so we have that that kind of like you know two two spectrums right there, and yeah. and and unfortunately, the majority of people always have rely on others, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and 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 we interact with people. We're humans, you know. We interact with folks. Right? Yeah. So yeah. there's like you said. I mean, as simple as like you know, maybe not showing to the show or you know, me not you know being here. Right. You're so so all that stuff can be, but but so so the betrayal level mm -hmm. has to do with our social dynamics. We all are in an environment. We mm -hmm. set our expectations mm -hmm. and sometimes they're too high. Well, you know, th this is the thing. It's without our awareness or consent, 
someone decided to break those rules, those agreed upon spoken or unspoken rules. And we assume that someone else is acting with the same level of morality, ethically, all of the, the same way that we are. I live very simply that I, I always question if it's going to hurt someone, just don't do it, period. That's how I live. And I assume everybody else lives that same way and that's not the case. So it's, yes, it's, you want to, believe that you can just rely on everybody. And I still wouldn't change how I am. It, I like that, that I, that I, I'm, I'm trusting and that I'm trustworthy. But what happens is with betrayal, that person on the other end during this part of their lives or where they are in life or whatever it is, decided to be untrustworthy, put themselves first, whatever the case may be. Well, so let's, let's dive into that. I mean, sure. the, the, Everybody now, I mean, you, you take, there's two stories or three stories, three sides to the story, right? There's yours, yeah. mine, and the truth. And always, everybody's going to like, you know, try to defend themselves in So uh, there's the one that's been betrayed mm -hmm. and the one that, that betrayed. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so both sides will be like, well, there was a reason I did what I did. You know, the relationship was not good. You know, the friendship was not there. Uh, right. You know, there was a third party that got involved in this story. And now all of a sudden, my friend is not my best friend. You know, I'm jealous, whatever. Uh, it could be your office, you know, colleagues that kind of like, you know, betrayed you to others and stayed or something about you. It could be all those. But there's always a reason behind that. You know, right. so I well, it could be a reason. It could be an excuse. You know, it's all based on the rules of that relationship. Sure. If the rule in that marriage is we're going to be monogamous and then someone decides not to be, that's breaking of that rule. If the rule in the office is, you know, we're going to present this idea together to the boss and then that person, the coworker behind your back, right, presents that project. You see, it's a breaking of that rule. That's where it's a betrayal. So, but, but it's, again, as you said, it's unspoken. It's not like we... I, I don't hear you. Hello? Hello? Oh, okay. Didn't hear you there for a minute. <laughs> Sorry. So, 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 so at the end of the day, I speak to you, you know, but it's not a contract, right? And it's an expectation. Mm -hmm. And, and someone can say, well, I never agreed, you know, now granted in a relationship, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, couples, that's different. And whether you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, or, you know, whatever relationship is, is a little different if you're, let's say, married. I mean, marriage, there is a whole, you know, uh, matrimonial, you know, ceremony. There's the whole thing. There's that agreement. There's all these things yeah. that you have to promise that you're going to do, right? But right. but at the end of the day, you're right. There's always betrayal. So there's this person is not trustworthy and boom, you know, there, there's a problem. But yeah. that's the most common, you know, I think, form of betrayal that most of the people relate to, but you mentioned the office, you know, where you and your partner, you know, or you and a colleague, you know, have this great idea. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, the, the movie for, for, uh, Facebook, right. And I don't know if you've seen the movie, you know, about the story, about how it started. so there was some, oh, yeah, like yeah. you know, so when you look at, I mean, that's big, right. And, you know, again, real or not real, I'm not, we're not debating that, but, but just something like that, you're like, wow, this could happen. But, you know, again, when it comes to ideas, when it comes to a lot of stuff, that's why people have patents and trademarks and things like that. So you got to protect your stuff. Otherwise, hey, you know, sorry, you snooze, yeah. you lose, right? Yeah. But that's it. And, and you know what? And, and that's what was so, so there were three, uh, three discoveries that were made in the study. And betrayal is so different. And, and I felt that. But I, I didn't want to assume because I had been through death of a loved one. I had been through disease. I was in the ICU for 11 days. Um, and, but betrayal felt different. Didn't want to assume it. So I asked all my study participants and I said, if you've been through other traumas, 
besides betrayal. Does it feel different for you? Hands down unanimously, they said, it's so different. Here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the whole self has to be completely rebuilt. The whole self is shattered. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they're all shattered and have to be rebuilt. So when they are, you're, you're brought to a new level of yourself. And, and that healing is full healing there is now called post-betrayal transformation. Like, think about it. You lose someone you love. You grieve. You're sad. You mourn the loss. You don't necessarily take it personally, right? Betray- betrayal feels personal. Well, because it's not, it's not voluntary. It's actually voluntary. It's not yeah. like, you know, yeah. someone did it with, with intent. I mean, betrayal is not something that happens. Yeah. Uh, and someone can play insanity and say, oh, I, I was out of my mind. I was drunk. I was this. I was that. I mean, to your point earlier, it's excuses. Right. But 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 it does cause trauma. And, yeah, and, and it's a scar. And it depends what level. Again, we're talking about maybe couples, but, you know, it could be family members. It could yeah. be uh, sometimes, you know, uh, heirs of, of an estate. You know, and there's there's all this stuff that happens just to who's going to get, you know, <laughs> the share of all the stuff. It could be many things, brothers, sisters, family members. Uh, I, I, I've seen it. I mean, in yeah. close contact with family, with friends and others. Uh, and. I choose, for example, to have a very small circle of real close friends. I mean, I know a lot of people and mm-hmm. I, I respect everyone, but I limit <laughs> who I trust in, in my own personal stuff yeah. and confidence stuff. Uh, and, and that's, that's a, 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 you know, a choice. Uh, yeah. Some people are more open and they believe also that nothing can ever happen. And, you know, or you can also have the other side. I don't care. People move on. Ciao, ciao, by a sign or whatever. And yeah. so these are options. But you're right. In, when you really are close to someone. And you put all your trust in them. And usually, you know, matrimonial stuff, you know, is, is the closest to, to that level and where people are determined to spend a whole time, life, lifetime actually together. And then all of a sudden, boom, what happened? And, yeah. and, and to your point, I mean, someone is traumatized. And again, I know, I know I mentioned the ICU. I'm, I'm not sure if that was related or not, but, but, but. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but 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 somebody can actually, you know, we've heard stories. Someone goes extreme, you know, attempt to suicide and other things. It can- oh, I see that every day within my community. And and here's the thing: it is such it's such a shock because it's as if the person you thought you knew so well just takes a mask off. This is this is who I've really been, and this this whole time. And what happens is it's it causes when trust is shattered. We don't trust the betrayer, but we don't trust ourselves. We lose trust in everything because we say to ourselves, you know, I'm a bright person. How did I not know? How did I not see? So if I can't trust them, maybe I can't trust that person. Maybe I can't trust that person. And our entire foundation is shattered. And, you know, there, one of the other discoveries was that uh, while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal we're going to move through these five now proven predictable stages. What's even more exciting about that is now we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So healing is predictable. I'm happy to go through the five stages. But when someone is stuck, which we see all the time, like to to your point, what you were saying, they are stuck in a very common stage to get stuck in. And that's where they stay for life. Uh, well, let's just seek help and or, you know, try to figure other ways to to get out of that, you know, hole. And I'll 
and I'll share the wrong, the wrong type of help does more harm than good. We see that a lot. Like, let's say uh, someone goes to a therapist. If that therapist isn't highly skilled in betrayal, it does more harm than good. And that only hits it up from one level, but with betrayal to heal it, you have to address it physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. And if you're only trying to do it, you know, through uh, talk therapy, you're not getting all of it. And so, you know, a I can spot a, a, an unhealed betrayal a mile away. And one of the ways we know it's not healed, and it could be decades later, is if someone's having repeat betrayals. A repeat betrayal means there is a profound lesson. I'm not saying it's your fault, but there is a profound lesson you're ready to learn, that you're worthy, lovable, deserving, you need a better boundaries in place, whatever that is. And until and unless you learn that lesson, you will keep getting opportunities in the form of people to teach you that. <laughs> uh, or we see it where someone puts the big wall up and they're like, nope, been there, done that. I'm not doing that again. They think it's coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's coming from fear. So they're keeping everyone at bay because they can't risk their heart getting hurt again. Right. We see it in health, too. People go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. At the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. And I see it at work all the time. People, they want to do that joint venture, that collaborative project, be that team player, but they're terrified. The person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How can they trust that boss or coworker, you know, or a partner? Or they want to ask for that raise or promotion, but their confidence was shattered. So they, they don't have the confidence to ask and they're bitter and resentful instead. And, you know, that's the energy they're bringing to work with them every day. So it shows up in every area of life. Well, so. The perfect segue there, because I was going to ask about, so the impact is is in your personal home, I mean, and, and your immediate kids, uh, I don't know, pets, whoever, you know, your family members are, you know, your immediate friends, everybody feels that wave, you know, so when you are impacted, it also can 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 make you lose your job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So actually, oh, literally yeah. just, you know, they go to work, they don't show up, they are just distracted uh they don't meet their deadlines and whatever the case may be they snap at others mm -hmm. I mean, so the impact is really you know global it's not something that is like okay it's just Im impacting you it impacts everything. oh no it's, it's, like it's everything in fact we have um this was the third discovery and i'm happy to go through the five stages after if you remind me uh, but the third discovery was there's actually a collection of symptoms physical mental and emotional so common to betrayal it's known as post-betrayal syndrome we have about probably about twenty thousand people who've taken our post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent they're struggling and what's so interesting is we've heard time heals all wounds and i have the proof it's not true people write things like my betrayal happened 35 years ago and I'm unwilling to trust again. My betrayal happened 10 years ago, feels like it happened yesterday. So we know when it comes to betrayal, time will not heal it. It'll subdue it a little bit, will not heal it. But every couple of months, I pull the stats just to see what's showing up. So I have some if you want me to share them. Please. Yeah, yeah sure. So this is out of imagine 19,000 people. Ready? 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. You know what that does to the stress response? Man, that's exhausting right there. 94% deal with painful triggers. Um, these are the most common physical symptoms, ready? 71% have low energy. 
68% struggle with their sleep. 63% have extreme fatigue. This is all adrenal. So they can wake up in the morning, they're exhausted. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe they can't hold down food. Later on, they use food for comfort. 45% have digestive issues. Anything from IBS, Crohn's, um, diarrhea, constipation, you name it. And, you know, the gut's the second brain. And think about it. What, what, the, what does the gut do? Digests, absorbs, and processes food. Well, isn't a betrayal difficult to digest, absorb, and process, right? Um, the mental. 78% are overwhelmed. 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief. 68% unable to focus. 64% are in shock. 62% are unable to concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate and you have a gut issue and you're exhausted. That's not even the emotional ones. Ready? 88% extreme sadness. 83% anger. You mix those two together, that's exhausting right there. 82% feel hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed. Here's why I wrote the book, Trust Again. Ready? 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. I mean, okay, hold on a second. I mean, that's a lot of high percentages. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's a cocktail for like, you know, a recipe for really bad. I mean, you know, that's like an impact that's uh, destructive. It's and, huge. I mean, like, you know, you think about it. Again, that's why I, when I initially started the discussion, I mentioned that's something we don't even pay mind to. But your statistics are literally an eye-opener. I mean, if you're listening or watching the show, I mean, just think about those numbers. I would literally urge you to just rewind a little bit and re-listen to those stats and write them down because then you'll be like, what the hell's going on in this world? Yeah. And 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 that's 19,000. Now, that's just a sample universe. I'm sure if you were to go across <laughs> humanity, those will be proportionate to, to our level of, of, of you know, uh, population. So that's, that's, that's just crazy numbers. Yeah. And this is men and women. This is almost every country is represented. It's crazy. And what happens is people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz. It's on our site. And, uh, and, and they have a lot of symptoms. And they, without doing this quiz, they say, ah, it's aging. Or, oh, it's just stress. No, it's not. It's your betrayal. And when they realize that all of these symptoms and all of this unhealed stuff they're walking around with is due to the trauma they experienced, and I'm not kidding, it could be from decades ago, when they realize they can heal from all of it, it's like they get a new life. They get a new life. And they they look better, they feel better, they live better, they heal from every single symptom, illness, condition. It's I see it every day. Well, I mean, again, listen, that that's great work. And and I'm sure, you know, it's not easy work to to do to get someone through this. It's it takes time and and a lot of steps and and it's it's a formula i'm sure we'll talk about that uh but so so just i want to go back to to one one question which would probably people are asking like so so we talk about betrayal in general like you know as as the breakdown of like of, of a trust you know relationship but like in your expertise or at least the people they talk to what were some of the common you know reasons that people were told that you know why they were betrayed or even if they were ever told the truth <laughs> yeah are there any common denominators you know in that aspect that we all can probably be aware of or maybe like if we can see it in advance then just get into yeah. it is there something that you had discovered 
the the most common one we see is infidelity. That's the most common. Family is a close runner up along with friends. It's really close. What I see so often too, though, is when someone is brought up to believe they don't matter, they're not important, or let's say they have, let's say, narcissistic parents or whatever, they move, and if they don't heal that, they move into their adult life finding those same types of relationships, not because they're good, because they're familiar. They're like, oh, I know this. I know how to do this, you know? And so they go from relationship to relationship to relationship, never feeling good, never feeling valued, worthy, lovable, deserving, just familiar. That's it. They get it. So we see that a lot. We see that a lot. But even if that's not the case, just someone is just, they have a big wide open heart. They happen to choose somebody who at this point in time, they were unable or unwilling to just abide by the same rules. You know, betrayal, I've learned betrayal will show you uh, who someone really is or who they've temporarily become. Because for some, that's just it. You caught them. They're like, all right, whatever. And that's the end of it. For others, and I'm talking about the betrayer now, it is the absolute biggest wake-up call of their life. And when that's the case, you have something to work with if you choose to rebuild, like people ask me all the time, can trust be repaired? I say no, but can it be rebuilt? Yeah, but it's a painstakingly slow process. But for example, like with my family, it wasn't an option to rebuild with them. So you rebuild yourself and you move on. Mm. But we also teach within the PBT Institute, how do you know if it's safe in your best interest, if you're willing, if you if the situation lends itself to build something entirely new with the person who hurt you. That's what I did with my husband. So not long ago, we married each other again. And, and it only happened because there was a complete and utter death and destruction of the old marriage, of the old him, of the old me. And only because of that do you get to birth something new. But what people so often do is they're so afraid of, that's it, it's done, you know? And so they try to patch it up and fix it up and repair. Uh, doesn't I haven't seen it work yet. Well, I mean, you're right. It's it's once once you have the, the bug in your mind that something went wrong, and even sometimes people would would subject themselves to it, knowing that it's happening. It it just dilutes over time, and then it's it's just destroyed. I mean, there's no more flame. There's nothing going on in that relationship, so it's like dead, just as if it didn't exist. But but now. The question I was going to ask is, you have both parties, the betrayer mm -hmm. and the betrayed. Yeah. And, and but, but is there any way you can conceive that also the one that betrayed, you know, or caused the betrayal had, had some, some mental, you know, issues or some other issues or factors that did affect them to get to that point? There's got to be a reason. So, so in essence, they need also to be treated. <laughs> You know, I'm sure there's always, yeah, there's always something. And here's the thing. And, and it, it, for anybody listening, watching this, if you have to say this a hundred million times, it's worth it. Just because it happened to you, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about the other person's lack or issues or, you know, sure. whatever it is that they need to work on. You just were the unlucky recipient of their actions, but it's not about you. You know, someone may have come from, let's say, uh, trauma. So they're, you know, the way they deal with that is, is 
betraying, right? Or it could be from just their own hole or lack or something. Doesn't make it an excuse, doesn't make it right, doesn't make it acceptable, right? right? But if they choose to do the work, that's why within the PBT Institute, um, people ask me all the time, well, I just want to be okay with my partner again. I'll, I'll never guarantee that. What I can guarantee is I will get the betrayed to their physical, mental, and emotional best. And from that place, they'll see things really clearly. And a few things happen. The partner either says, I better step it up to meet the strength of this person, or they've just outgrown them. We never know. Well, again, if they never seek help themselves, I mean, they'll be in the same position and, and the other party is definitely ahead. So that, that connection now is totally like unbalanced. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And and we see it like this. And this is, I guess, for your viewers. When Before betrayal, right, maybe you were like this. And then the betrayal happens. And then here's where you'd have the best opportunity to do so much work and you go like this. But if you just want to be with this person, right, you keep going like that. And then you get frustrated because you like it up here, but you keep doing this. And then you're like, why can't they do this? Because they're not willing, they're not ready. But the whole idea is you keep doing this, but if they're not doing the work, you know what you get? You get this. Where they're like, who are you? And you're like, ooh, you know. So the whole idea is if this is where they're going to stay, you know, you're going to go your own ways. But what I've seen many times, and this was in my own case, my husband did this too, right? Or what happens is you do the work to get here, this shows up. But that's why I always say that getting into another relationship, it is the worst thing to do right afterwards because your only job is to get yourself right here. From this place, you make your best decisions. Well, well so you, you hit on, on a, a very important point here because a lot of people have that rebound relationships. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to find something like to clear my mind, but then that's not going to do it. So now it's just temporary stuff and it's never going to shallow. And, and it's probably going to have more impact on your mind and psyche and, and, and all the stuff and just going to keep the hurt in there. So it's not going to help you change or get better no. mentally and physically. So, so, um, and again, I'm sure in your discoveries, you've and studies, you've, you've experimented, you know, <laughs> where people have had that same, you know, outcome or at least that same resolution, instant resolution that they thought they're going to have as a remedy, but it didn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so if you don't mind guiding us through the process, you know, like, so someone comes to you, you know, to the Institute and I don't know what to do. Like, my life sucks. I'm done. I'm, I'm thinking suicidal. I'm thinking yeah. alcohol, you know, uh, addiction. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking drugs. I'm thinking all the bad stuff just to, to keep my mind out. Yeah. You know? yeah. Which I'm, I'm sure some people get into that extreme. I mean, and then, and then that's another problem. Now they have another issue that they have to deal with. Uh, yes. and, or I just, I think I'm going to lose my job because my boss doesn't stand me anymore. I mean, they were very sensitive to my situation, but how long can they do it? If I'm never going to show up, why keep showing up, you know, late and not performing? Yeah. Yeah. What, what stages do you, I mean, first of all, we're going to talk about the five stages that that you, those are the ones, right? So I guess this is a perfect, you know, uh, segue to it. So. And within the Institute, we teach and we have certified coaches. They are all trained in moving someone through the five stages. We have our signature programs that literally people on their own can walk through the five stages in trust again. They're all mapped out with experiential exercises to move someone through. But uh, but the five stages, I mean, when this was discovered, it was it was so exciting because now there's a roadmap, you know. Now if someone's willing, it's like, you know, you ever go to the amusement parks and you see those like in the little kitty rides and they buckle that little child in 
And if they are willing just to be strapped in, they will predictably go to the end of the ride. That's what this is now. So if they're willing to do the work, they will move through the five stages. So here they are. The first was like a setup stage. I saw this with everybody. So if you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of ignoring the emotional and the spiritual. So what does that look like? looks like we're really good at thinking and doing, not really prioritizing the feeling and the being. That's where our intuition lies. And we turn that down. Anyway, if the table only has two legs, easier for the table to topple over, that's us. Stage two. This was by far the scariest stage. And this is the shock, D-Day, Discovery Day. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So this is when you've ignited the stress response. So now you're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. And your worldview is shattered. Your worldview is your mental model. These are the rules. This is how life works. Don't go there. Trust this person, right? And in a moment, everything you've known to be real and true is no longer. And a new, the bottom is bottomed out and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. It's, it's terrifying. But think about it. If you were walking down the street and the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive, right? That's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How will I survive this experience? Where do I live? How do I feed my kids? Right? It's so practical. But here's the thing. This is the trap. Ready? Once you've figured out how to survive, you're like, whew, you think it's good. And because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think this is good. So you start planning roots here. And then a few things happen. The first thing is you get your story. You get to be right. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. You get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to, right? You don't have to learn to trust. Do I trust you? Do I trust you? I forget. I won't trust anybody. So you plant, you plant deeper roots. And then now that you're here a while, you're not meant to be here for a long time, but you don't know that. You don't even know there's a stage four and stage five. So you think this is it. I better figure this out. So now the mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you deserved it. Maybe you're not all that. Maybe you're not as good as you think. Deeper roots. Because like energy attracts like energy, now you're calling people and circumstances and relationships towards you to confirm that this is where you belong. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. Because you don't like it, and you, but you don't know there's anything better, here's where you resign yourself to thinking, I better get used to this because this is, this is, I guess, as good as it gets. So here's where you start using food drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy to numb, avoid, distract yourself because you don't like it, right? So you do this for a day, a week, a month, now it's a habit, a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years out and say, that emotional eating you're doing or that drinking you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV you're doing, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? They say, it happened 20 years ago. But do you see? All they did was get stuck in stage three. That's it. 
If you're, if you let go of some of those small self benefits, right? You do some, you grieve, you mourn the loss, you do a bunch of things. You can move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo my betrayal, but I can control what I do with it. And I always use the example of if you've ever moved to a new house office condo apartment, all your stuff's not there. You know, it's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. And when you're in that space, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but now you're not causing the massive damage you were causing in stages two and stage three. This is what's really interesting to stage four also. If you, um, if you were to move, you don't take everything with you, right? You don't take the stuff that doesn't represent who do I want to be in this new space? And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, right here during during this period of time, right here is where you've outgrown them. And people say to me all the time, I've had these friends for 10, 20, 30 years. What the heck is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation and you're outgrowing those friends. Very common. Anyway, when you've settled into this space, you've made it okay, you can move into the fifth most beautiful stage. This is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercising. You didn't have the bandwidth for that. You were surviving. Now you do. Your mind, you're making new rules, new boundaries based on who you're becoming. And you have a new worldview based on everything you've experienced. And the four legs of the table, remember in the beginning, it was just physical, mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Uh, that, that's a lot of work. I mean, and you did a good job <laughs> in summarizing them in, in very short term. But now, for some, obviously, the experience for each person will be different. So I come in, and by the way, you said male, female, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. everybody. So I come into you mm -hmm. with my problem, right? You get me through through the whole, you know, process and the stages yeah. and, and try to help me out. Now, the, abil my, the ability for me to get through the stages also has to be coming from, you know, there's got to be something that I have to put in. It has to be will, has to be participation. Otherwise, I mean, this this treatment can be, you know, in a month, it can be, obviously not a month, I'm just, you know, being, I'm not sure what the time frame is, but certainly mm -hmm. it could be a long and lengthy process or it can yeah. be shortened depending on how quickly I'm willing to fit in and do all this stuff. So I, so I love that you said that. I love that you said that because willingness is one of the biggest needle movers. It really is. You know, it's like, because there are some people who are so resistant. They are clinging to their story. They are not letting it go. And that's where they stay. But the ones who say, you know what? I don't know what life's going to look like. I, it's, But I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know how it's going to look. It's got to be better than this. I'm just going to keep going. I'm not picking my head up until I'm out the other side. Those are the ones who heal. But that, that time can vary as well. I mean, it could be months, can be weeks, can be years. Uh, everybody's different, right? And and even with the willingness, it's also how other factors may be impacting their life. I mean, maybe they come across that same person, then their emotions are restarted again, all this stuff. So all these things can be, you know, uh, factors that can impact someone. Uh, I mean... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming there is a, a median <laughs> range of where people can, can get over things. Uh, now, now one, one thing that comes to mind is that what about the people that instead of seeking the help and, and really getting out of it, yeah. actually dish it out? Now they are on a vengeance and almost like not so much on that first person, but now they take it on everybody else. So I was betrayed. 
let me just you know do damage to others and so therefore yeah. now they're more of a uh, vengeful <laughs> you know uh, resentful you know folks yeah. and they just go out there like an, like on a warpath so yeah very common there's so much remember how anger was what like 83 percent. i mean something is so big so when you're so angry and you have these intense emotions and you you're just not uh you don't have the tools and the strategy or the right type of support to channel it appropriately yeah sometimes you can take it out on absolutely the wrong people and go down a really bad path the the best case scenario is you say okay this feels so bad let me just get some help here so I feel better. And and that's it, you know, and, and that's why we have so many people who come in because I took a look at what's within the PBT Institute is whatever the 19, 20,000 people said they want, they need, what the research proved, what worked for me and all my study participants. And I saw what wasn't working. And that was three things. That was the wrong type of support from someone who really doesn't understand. That was when people are numbing, avoiding, distracting, or when they're in some sort of support group, like the Ain't It Awful Club, and you start feeling better and then you don't belong. I'm like, there is nothing good about any of those things. So what we have is the right type of support that lifts and inspires, you know? So when we have one member who like, they just did something really big for them, you know, like set a new boundary or or stood up for themselves for the first time or... Um, Whatever, whatever big thing it was for them, we have we have members jumping in and cheering them on, and and that's what inspires the other ones. They sound different, you know, because they're doing different things, and and you know, and all of our coaches are they're they're all so different, and they all have their own specialties. Some we have they specialize in reconciliation, in narcissism, in addiction, in chronic pain, in health, but they've all been through it. And they all know how to move someone through the stages. So if someone wants the healing, it's available to them. But, you know, yes, they they have to be willing. Sure. Well, I mean, that that's that's the first step. Like like even with all addiction, right? And all different yeah. problems. You got to admit, you got to know that there's a problem and just, you know, know that you're going to seek the truth and, and the solution and, and the resolution, the meds, whatever treatment you need. And, and hopefully you'll get out of the, the other side, you know, better than, than you were. So, so quick question. I mean, it's, it's the topic of the hour and, and I just couldn't, I had to ask this. Have you um, encountered, or at least in, in recent times in this year or the last year and a half, an increase in, 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 in issues and betrayal based on, you know, I mean, considering COVID and everybody was locked down, I mean, you know, the question becomes like, was there even room for that? <laughs> and have we seen, you know, a, a, a resurgence of that right after, you know, the, the ease of lockdown and things like that? Yeah. Well, you know, just sort of globally, people are feeling betrayed by, I mean, <laughs> their health by all of it. I'm not touching that stuff. But <laughs> yeah. what, I, what I will say is, yeah, when people have a lot of time to spend with each other, there a few things are going on. They're either forced to work things out, to, to work with each other, or they're doing a lot more numbing and distracting because, you know, it's like they're doing all they can to run from themselves and they can. And that's the thing, you know, um, and, and I always ask people these, these questions because this is how you know you're keeping your own healing at bay. And this could be whether it is a betrayal or just something else. Like if you find that you're using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, what used to work doesn't work anymore. What, what used to make sense doesn't make sense anymore. You know, what used to fit doesn't fit anymore. 
And we think we like change. We don't. So what we do is we start numbing because we don't want to pay attention and take a look at what those things are trying to tell us. So I always ask these questions. The first one is, am I numbing and distracting? If so, how? Call yourself on it. Do you walk into the kitchen, you're not the least bit hungry and you're grabbing food? Do you walk into a room, put the TV on because you are desperately trying to drown out the sound of your own thoughts? Call yourself on it. This is the big question, ready? What am I pretending not to see? Am I pretending not to see there's trouble in my relationship? Am I pretending not to see that health issue that needs my attention? Am I pretending not to see I hate my job? What am I pretending not to see? The next question, what's life gonna look like in five to 10 years if I keep this going? Play it all the way out. That, that health issue, you ignore it five to 10 years. What's, what's, gonna, what's it gonna look like? That job that you hate, five to 10 years, play it out. You know, that relationship issue, play it out five to 10 years. And the last question, what could life look like in five to 10 years if I change now? Now I'm not saying it's easy. Transformation begins when you tell yourself the truth. Like everything else. I mean, it's always about that, right? But unfortunately, there are a lot of folks would prefer to almost what I always refer to in my shows as the ostrich effect and just mm -hmm. put your head down and the world is then and out it's gonna come it's gonna just go away. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna go away. <laughs> it's still gonna be there when you come out. <laughs> and, and and those questions are powerful because because that's the other thing. Like people are afraid to ask the questions because they probably are afraid of the answers they're gonna find. Exactly. And, and they're not willing to face that oh it ain't going nowhere. This is not going to happen. There's nothing going to change in this case. So, so let me just keep up, you know, with it. But to your point, people may not even know there are ways to get out of it. And so that's that's we're here today to share the the solution, or at least a venue where people a resource that people can reach and hopefully get you know their post traumatic experience and betrayal, you know, resolved. So, so, so. Doctor, if you can just guide us through the, the concept of like, what would be someone joining um, mm -hmm. their register, I guess, and then, then there's a program they have to go through. And I'm, I'm not, I know the stages and stuff, but like, you know, what the expectations for someone to, to yeah. be in participation with, with the actual institute? Yeah, sure. So we, we made it, we know that trust was shattered. So they're looking at it like the person they trusted the most, maybe for 30, 40, 50 plus years proved untrustworthy. So they're looking at me like, well, how can I trust you? So they, you know, hopefully they've, they've heard about my own story. They know I've been through it. They know I've done the study on it. But anyway, when someone registers, we have such a beautiful welcoming process. I give them a personalized little video. Shh, keep it a secret. Don't tell them. And then uh, we have this. We have this welcoming process where uh, every new member takes a little bit of a quiz, and then they get to schedule with my assistant. She's our client care specialist, and she meets with them to show them around. This isn't on Facebook or anything. It's a completely private community. Yes. She shows them around the community, and she suggests the right classes and coaches based on where they are right now. She can buddy them up with someone if that's what they want. So within the community, we have our programs, which they have 24-7 access to. We have a calendar where they can choose classes running all day with our certified coaches and practitioners. There's another section where they schedule time 
with our coaches and practitioners so they can meet with them one-on-one. And we have the forums in the community. Uh, We have the PBT Cafe, which is where everybody stops in the morning just to check in, get some inspiration. And then all different forums based on interests. all there to lift and inspire. And we have clubs. We have a men's club. So the men don't feel bombarded by all the women. (laughs) We have a divorce club. We have a highly sensitive club. We have just clubs based on interests. And um, I go in there and I do a live Q and a every week. We bring in master classes with the most incredible experts uh, where it's like, let's say I have someone on my podcast who talks with me about something. I often bring them in to do a masterclass where they demonstrate and it's an experiential activity just for members. So they feel so well served and so well taken care of and so supported. I mean, that's, that's the goal. So, so basically essentially they are members of, of this particular Institute and it's a, it's a healing you know, Institute, you know, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> and they're, it's like training wheels until they don't need them anymore. The goal isn't to keep them stuck. The goal isn't to keep them there forever, although people love it and they don't leave because as they heal, they're ready for more stuff. And very often what happens too is our members go through the healing. They are so lit up and excited. They become uh, our certified coaches. They have to have a coaching background uh, or be a doctor, therapist, something, but then they become our coaches. And those are the best ones because the best coaches have been there. Yeah, well, experience can be that, right? Exactly. <laughs> we, we, exactly. When you go through it, you by example, you understand it. So, um, and and to your point, it's also credibility. Like if you don't know what I went through. Well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. about that, right? Yeah. Um, so so so, you mentioned a lot of stuff, but not physically where are you guys located, and 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 would you. I mean, is there a way to do virtual? I mean, considering we had a very virtual year. (laughs) Yeah, we we were actually a brick and mortar in New York. And even the local people wanted to be online. We are 100% virtual. And we have people from all over the world. And classes classes run for the most part during the day. But replays of everything are available. Because we have people in Switzerland. We had a a coach from Slovenia. I don't even know where that is. But she taught it some crazy time. And and it worked. And we just have people from all over, from Germany, from the UK, from from Canada, the US. And um, everybody is 100% online. Oh, perfect. So, So there you go. I mean, if you're listening, watching... Know that this is not somewhere where you have to travel specifically, but you can participate. I mean, the world has, I mean, if one thing COVID did, it demonstrated that we can live and still connect remotely and still be able to interact and do things. Now, now, talking about that, you mentioned this is not on Facebook. So, So is there a social media impact on people with with? With betrayal issues, you know, with my community, um, there are trust issues. So safety is a really big concern. So I didn't want I didn't want them to think about it. So every member in our community, every coach in our community, every member of our community, they signed an agreement, and there's there's a real serious privacy issue there. Some people change their name if that's what's more comfortable for them. But he, but like for example, uh, and I I take this seriously. Sometimes people will do a masterclass, an expert, an outside expert will come in to do a masterclass and then they'll say, oh, can I have the recording, you know, to to share it? It's always a a no. I I mean, I respect that privacy in there. It's one thing, you know, uh, if it's outside of the community, something I'm doing on social media or on my podcast, but if it's within the community, nothing, nothing leaves there. there. No, but that's for the members. But what about in general now? 
social media is where everybody lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It just got better, you know, last year and a half. Yeah. That's that's where everybody resides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I, I've noticed a surge in in, in groups. Mm-hmm. And you know, and these are just normal folks that are just chatting. And some of them are so good, some of them are bad. And there's some 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 hate that goes in there. I'm talking about yeah. not not hate in the sense of bad, but it just you know, people really get excited about things. And yeah. if I don't like you, I go up live and you know, bash you out and things like that. And, and I've had that done. <laughs> I've had that and, and you know, that's the thing. You put yourself out there, you're headed for it. I mean, I did two TEDx talks. And and it's interesting because it got to a point where I'd rather not read the good comments to avoid reading all those, you know, those nasty ones. There are some angry people and they just, you know, haters going to hate. It's just what goes on. And and I remember, because um, any good coach has a coach, right? And I, and I remember one of my coaches, uh, because I was talking about the study, the study, the study. And he just looked at me one day and he said, stop hiding behind your effing study already. And I was like, oh, all right, I have to. I have to get my story out there. And and I knew, I knew I, people were going to judge. They were going to critique. I mean, this is the stuff gossip thrives on. But I'm trying to reach the people who need it. The other ones I'm just not interested in. Well, again, that that's across everybody. Everybody, there's there's there are people that just live to criticize, and it's negative. There's no positive criticism where you can really give something positive or just keep quiet. But but you have people. It's freedom of opinion, right? So everybody can say whatever they want, and social media makes it easier. But yeah. but again, I think it, there is an impact because some people would listen to that negative vibe, and you're going through a tough time, and instead of getting like, hey, seek help, these mm-hmm. are professionals. Oh. Screw that guy. Screw this lady. Do this. Do this. Go out yeah. there. Do your thing. So the advice they get to your point is the wrong advice, and then they just get in that you know snowball effect, and and it's a bad deal. They uh, don't heal, and they see it. So here they are. They've already been through the worst part of it. Like, why not feel better? I feel like if if you don't do something good with something bad, it's like a bad game of hot potato. You know, it's on you, and that's where it stays. Like, you deserve to heal. I don't know. It's fair. It's fair. So, so we're coming to the end of the show, but, but I know you mentioned the new book, mm-hmm. Trust Again, right? I think yeah. I got it. So, so, so that's out already or is it coming up? And- yeah. Trust Again, Overcoming Betrayal and Regaining Health, Confidence and Happiness. And, and what this is, is um, it's basically my PhD dissertation made reader friendly because I put in over 500 hours into this study, over 250 studies I had to research. And I'm like, there's only three people on my research committee reading this. That doesn't, that just doesn't work. So um, I knew if I made it into a book that everybody can access, uh, that would really help. And, and especially, you know, it's a time where we're the least likely to seek support, but we need it the most. So I thought, okay, well, you know what? If people have a book and they, they're not willing to come into the community, but they just can have something in the palm of their hands uh, or listen on Audible, that's a good start. So I have the five stages in there. I walk them through my own very personal story, all my study participants, the four-step trust rebuilding process is in there. It's not the kind of book you read. It's the kind of book you do. Well, it's a practical book. I mean, it's it's really a guide. Yeah. So, so, so to to just to end, uh, first of all, a uh, couple of notes to the the audience and listeners. Uh, the book link, the uh, the website, the actual quiz, it will be on the description of the show. So please feel free to check in, uh, click on it, you know, reach out, uh, and and just you know, if you think you or someone uh, in your circles in life that needs some assistance, you know, this could be an idea that can help and and a solution and a resource. So please do. Um, so just to, to before I end the show, 
learn to trust. Someone can ask how, <laughs> you know, what would you say to those folks? And, you know, I mean, I think I know the answer, but <laughs> you know, just, just so we can close, you know, here, like maybe a quick piece of advice to just, you know, add. Yeah. I would say there is a four-step trust rebuilding process. If we had time, I'd teach it to you right now. But I would say you start you start rebuilding trust in yourself. It's so it's so important, and it takes time. You know, I look at trust like a brick wall. Every opportunity someone has to be trustworthy represents one brick in that brick wall. And then here, it could take decades to build, and in one earth-shattering moment, it could all come down. Right? You have every right to look at that brick wall and say, "I don't have the least bit of interest in watching that thing get rebuilt." But if you do, it's going to be rebuilt the same way it was the first time, brick by brick by brick. So the person where the, whose trust was shattered, they have to be willing, they don't have to, but if they want to, be willing to watch that brick wall be rebuilt. And the person who did the shattering has to be a really good bricklayer. Thank you. That's that's pretty powerful advice. And, um, you know, so, um, doctor. It was a true pleasure and a great inspiration in terms of like, you know, what this topic is, um, things that I probably didn't think about, <laughs> you've, you've brought to light. And I'm sure a lot of folks out there will be listening like, okay, well, I didn't think about this one. Well, now, you know, so there are solutions. There's so many options for, for folks out there. And, you know, the key here is take the necessary steps to heal, take the necessary steps to be better, uh, you know, believe and do. <laughs> well, your life is waiting. You know, it's like there's no reason to be sick, sad, and stuck. You can, there's a version of you so healed, so healthy, so vital, so strong, so empowered that's on the other side of your healing. And that's that place of post betrayal transformation when you move through the five stages. And you are worth it. I mean, everybody's worth it. And you know what? Don't let anything move you or shake you. You can do better. And that's 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 my little you know piece in there. <laughs> so so, doctor, it, it was a true pleasure. Thank you for for being on the show uh, for great advice. And definitely, uh, we will push folks you know to eventually, hopefully, seek your your your. Uh, Club membership services. They should just take the quiz. I mean, that's the easiest thing. That's the first step. Just take that post betrayal syndrome quiz. All right. Well, let's do it. I mean, folks, come on. <laughs> You're listening and watching. Just click on it's on the description of the show. Click on it. Go for it. See what you come up with. Maybe you'll be surprised and then maybe you can take the next step. So so that being said, thank you for watching the iHealth channel. Listen on iHealth Radio. Hurricane H here with Dr. Silva. Uh, thank you very much for all the great stuff. We'll be talking soon. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Thank you.